listening to SFP Now. Welcome to another exciting episode of SP Now, where we're going to do something a little bit different now. Uh, the plan is, uh, Marks is on with me here. Uh, hey. The plan is, we're going to be doing TV reviews, and we'll be doing them every two weeks. Um, and this is basically a plan so that I don't have to do as much writing on the website side of things. So we're going to do the TV reviews on here. And, um, you know, we've got we've had quite a few new TV series come out, haven't we, Max? That, that, that been quite interesting. There's a few, yeah, there's a few things that, that, that have been going on. There's a few series that have wrapped up for the season. So I think we should start really with, uh, The Last of Us, maybe. Let's do it. I don't know. I feel like it should be the last one. It's the last of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, let's do it first. Let's go counter. <laughs> Let's go counterclockwise or counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I, I played the game, but I never completed the game. Um, so there's elements of it I recognize and there's other elements I don't. Um, but as a, as a drama, I'm quite enjoying it. I'm quite enjoying the uh, the relationship that's forming between Joe and, and Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm quite enjoying how that they just opposed that, and they actually did show Joe with his daughter before before it all happened. Because you never got that in the game; you only got really, you know, hints of of what of of um, of, of of his feelings of loss. Mm-hmm. The game focused mostly on on him and Eggy, from from what I from what I remember. Because this was back in 2013 when I did did did, did try the game, um, but I've enjoyed that. But I also, you know. There's been a lot of criticisms about this online, from what I can see. Um, I kind of enjoyed the very human story about Frank and Bill. Yeah, yeah episode three. In episode three. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people criticising that because it kind of, it was just sort of like, uh, you know, a relationship and they're criticising it because it was just showing a relationship um, instead of more action and zombies being being splattered sort of thing um yeah but we get that all the time we got walking dead for that well you know you, you're walking dead you know nothing happens for about 50 episodes then you get um, that's true it's true you know this but this you got a complete story right it's pretty much a short film yeah, all together no, with in the backdrop of the zombie apocalypse and and it also it, it worked well in that it's how joe got got got, got the car so they, yeah. they could get out of boston you know yeah, uh, guns and everything and, so. and guns and everything yeah so I, I quite liked that, and uh, I quite enjoyed the fact the, that uh, Bill was a bit of a, a conspiracy theory nut, and, um, and and the wild man that hated the will before Frank come along, and so like, you know, kind, kind of, you know, gave him a purpose. I mean, he said it in his letter, you know, that that, that Joe, Joe read out at the end, old Joe Langanelli, so... I, I quite enjoyed the episode from part of a human connection there. And for the actors yeah. pretty decent and I did too. I think it's this whole so far the three episodes it's very well acted. I think my favorite episodes really so far are episode one and three because they have they kind of have a complete story arc in both of them. You know, the first one as you were talking about his daughter, um, because really you know, they made it I mean if you know anything about the game, you know she's not gonna be around too long. But uh, if you didn't 
she would seem like the protagonist of the story or potential protagonist, a potential lead character. Yeah. And uh, so you get really attached to her. She does a great job. The writers and her directors and stuff, the director did a great job getting us to really like her and, and, and feel like she's a strong character. So we would, you know, be upset by what happened to her. And um, and the uh, same thing with episode three, giving us a, pretty much a complete story arc for those two characters, their relationship and everything. Yeah, my, my, my sister is actually watching the show. My sister's not not really... Um... A fan of genre television. Um, I mean, she got into the Walking Dead for a while, and then then she got she got bored of it when nothing was happening for loads and loads of episodes at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's enjoying this show, and she she thought that the um, she thought that his daughter was going to be the main protagonist, and and oh. was really gutted when she found out that that, that she wasn't. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, you gotta when you adapt something, it's it's tough, you know, and you gotta make it in a, in a mindset of you know people who have not don't know anything about it, so they're experiencing it for the first time, so you can play tricks with their expectations, and you gotta play, and then you gotta imagine what the people who do know everything about it, you know, what is it there you can change that's not gonna upset them, but um, what do you need to keep in there to make them feel like it's still you know part of the game, mm-hmm. and and you do want to change some stuff because it's not going to fit perfectly, and also. It just, uh, just for the greater story and for that format and everything, it just makes sense a lot of times to make changes. I haven't played the game, so I don't know exactly how some of this stuff played out. But as someone who's experiencing it as just a viewer who barely knows anything about the game, you know, I, I've enjoyed the overall uh, series so far. And it's it's unique enough. That it's not, doesn't feel like a Walking Dead clone. Um, and uh, and so far, it's fresher than Walking Dead, you know, now is. It's, Walking Dead is not very fresh. Walking Dead went stale about <laughs> five years ago. You know? well, it's been around forever, so yeah. It went stale for me after the first season. I, I couldn't get into the second season at all. I got, <laughs> I got bored. <laughs> yeah, I go in waves. I like I, I watch Walking Dead for a few seasons and I get bored. Or whenever they killed off a couple of characters, really, or especially one character, very uh, very rough, very uh, dramatically in a, a uh, violent way. Um, I kind of took a I took a break from it because it was like this is a little too much. I don't know if you know if I really need to keep watching the show. <laughs> and then I eventually came back, and then I quit again because I got bored. Okay, well, should we go move on to uh, one of the other two new shows we're going to be featuring? Sure. Um, I one? only managed to watch the first two episodes of this um, because I've kind of been busy with quite a lot of stuff. Um, but from what I've seen so far, I'm really enjoying it, and that is a uh, Lockwood and Co. Yeah, Lockwood and Co. On- Netflix. You know, it's, um, it's kind of like a, an unexpected uh, thing. It's by, it's by the same director that did Attack the Block. I think. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I think it is. And, you know, I've read somewhere that, that that's the case. Um, and it's basically about a tiny startup run by two teenage boys and a newly arrived supremely psychically gifted girl. Um, the renegade trio destined to unravel a mystery that will change the course of history. <laughs> Um, that, that almost rhymes. <laughs> uh, but basically, it's set, in, it's set in a universe. It's set in 2025, I believe. And it yeah, is alternate history. So, like, everything alternate. took a hard turn at least 50 years ago. And basically, um, ghosts have become very, very, very common. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and the, the, um, the, the trade of ghost hunting and uh, chasing after the supernatural is, uh, has become quite profitable. <laughs> so, so it's about these, uh, yeah. 
and it's child labor too because only the children have the talent yep and you know i think i think it's all like um after the teenage years they lose the talent sort of thing mm-hmm. so they're only so like um able to um you know track the ghosts while they're sort of like um teenagers well, yep. I, I i've enjoyed it i enjoyed the characters i thought the i thought it was quite funny after the first episode if we were at that woman's house going after the ghost and and that, now he owes it owes this lady sixty thousand pounds <laughs> yeah and you know he's you know he's not got the buddy and um you know it's just it's just um it's, it's an interesting um it's an interesting show we also like the um the, the the opening episode um where we seen lucy carlisle who's the um young girl uh, go through song like a, a ghost hunting school mm-hmm. um you know which as it told her backstory before before joining Lockwood and Co and then and then her joining Lockwood and Co I thought you know I just think the the performances um are really really good the the ghost effects are pretty cool yeah they are they're pretty deadly ghosts too it's got better CGI in it than the arc but we'll talk about the arc on the next show in a couple of weeks because I know that Max has not seen it yet <laughs> nope um <laughs> Well, um, yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed it. What, what, what did you make it? Because you, you've seen all the episodes. So. Yeah, I saw all the episodes. Binge it in about three days. And uh, yeah, it's it's really good uh, British fantasy, urban fantasy uh, show. It's based on a series of books, YA books that I'm not familiar with, but I might check them out. Um, and, you know, I think the, the three main characters, Lucy Lockwood and George, they're, they're really, they're well acted and they have really great, you know, different skill sets and personality traits and stuff. So they play off really good with each other. Um, and the fact that they're all teenagers, they're kids, you know, doing a very grown up thing. Uh, and uh, I don't know what it is about. I guess it's a British thing, right? You know, child labor <laughs> in their history. Yeah, well, we, we not that it never happened in America in the past, but but uh, but I, it reminds me of some of the classic, you know, British literature of, uh, that had that in there. So uh, some of that nod to it a little bit. Um, and and they don't trust adults because the adults just want them for you know money they can make off of them basically. And uh, um, so it's interesting. So the real big underdogs underdogs in this this world and uh there's a lot of secrets and um big big secrets about the history of the world too that that they're going to touch upon and uh so i'm excited to see where that goes and yeah the story does they do a really good job like leaving like a little cliffhanger or interesting um twist at the end of each episode that keeps kind of hooked that's why i binged it pretty fast and uh and it's you know well acted lots of great really good british actors and uh um get good set design the ghosts are really cool the, the rules with the ghosts are very similar to the tv show supernatural except these mm-hmm. ghosts are a lot more a lot more deadly you know because they can they can kill you of a touch they can and they can entrance you if you uh look at them too too directly too long and uh and they can do other different things too and uh um, so I really love the rules that they've they've set up and and kind of and, and I like the sword action. It's pretty cool. It's something you don't get to see very often. Modern day with swords, modern day ish. You know, it's modern day, but because of this alternate history, the technology is a little bit it's a little bit different in some some ways. A little retro. Course, it's, the, it's the iron in the swords that the ghosts don't like. Yeah, yeah, iron salt. Um, what am I forgetting? Iron salt and something else. Silver. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and it actually does a great job in opening sequence, uh, theme music, opening credits. It does a really good job, kind of telling you, kind of like the backstory of the world and stuff. And uh, I always like it whenever somebody does that with their show. Um, mm. So yeah, it's a good show, definitely worth checking out. I hope Netflix doesn't cancel it like they've been canceling everything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm still pissed off with them canceling Warrior None. 
I'm yeah, really- I, I am too. The good thing is this show, even though it's high quality, I'm, I would imagine it's cheaper than Warrior Nun. Um, there's, there's stunts and stuff are a little bit more low-key than Warrior Nuns were. So, uh, and then you got a smaller cast, but uh, I, I don't know, we'll see. Wor- I was still worrying on that because uh, it ended on a cliffhanger. We don't know whether Ava's dead or alive <laughs> or, or what. So, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, Lockwood and Cole, definitely a thumbs up from me as well. I, I, I enjoyed the two that I've seen and hope to binge two more tomorrow. So, awesome. Moving on to the uh, next show, we have. Um, and this is on Paramount Plus, both here in the UK and the US. Um, and it's a new show called Wolfpack, which stars Sarah Michelle Ganger of Buffy fame. But it's not about her character. Her character has a ro- quite a big role in it, but it's not about her. It's about um, two teenagers. Um, I think Everett Lang and Blake Navarro are the name of the teenagers, made by Armin Jackson and Benga, Benga Shepherd. And and basically they they get caught in um, in a California wildfire um, as they got off the school bus and they they get bitten by a werewolf mm-hmm. or what's described here as a terrifying supernatural creature. I think a werewolf qualifies as that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing the second episode yet. I'm not sure if the second episode is out yet. I don't know if it is or not. I haven't seen it. If it is, I'm uh, not sure what day it comes out. Actually, <laughs> off the top of my head. But the first episode focuses on them. Um, kind of slowly going through the metamorphosis and coming to terms with what they are mm-hmm. and and then meeting up with uh, two other teenagers that are that also happen to be werewolves that are looking for their own kind. Well, I think mm-hmm. they're also looking for their stepfather in, who's been lost in a wildfire as well. Mm-hmm. So, I Played by Ro- Rodrigo Santoro, also Xerxes from 300. Mm-hmm. I would not have realized that was the same guy. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the first episode. Uh, I'm a bit curious about Sarah Michelle Ganger's character because apparently she's an arson investigator. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just I'm just wondering if that's a cover for something else because I can't see Sarah Michelle Ganger signing up for a TV show to play an arson investigator throughout the whole thing. I never know. Never know. She want to do something different. <laughs> really? She's auditioning for 911 or uh, or Law and Order or something. <laughs> She might, be, she, might, she might be a werewolf. Maybe, or a werewolf hunter, perhaps. Or, 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 or a were-rabbit. Yeah, it could be, could be. Um, and this is this is from the showrunner who gave us Teen Wolf, uh, so who knows where we'll go. <laughs> and funny enough, Teen Wolf the movie dropped at the same, at the same time as this as this show as well so yeah it confused a lot of people because they they advertise it together they have been since they first announced it and uh uh but it's you know it was, at first it seemed like this was going to be like oh this must be a spin-off series from the teen wolf you know movie right and it's like nope not because it's got the same showrunner it's got werewolves you know coming out at the same time but nope just the same showrunner werewolves totally different universe everything so Mm-hmm. just in case people were curious so <laughs> but i think it's got the same kind of spirit as teen wolf did i mean it's a little more mature a little more you know you know modern day or nowadays i guess really some, some of the issues um you know and we'll see you know how it plays out but it does have similar you know similar ideas in it well, i never really watched teen wolf because i prefer the comedic teen wolf that michael j fox did in the original i didn't really want to you know watch another teen wolf that moved away from that so, you know, I'm embracing this because it's all right. It seems to be, you know, at least it's, you know, it's it's not exactly an original title, Wolfpack, but it's kind of like doing its own. It's something that I've not seen before. Mm-hmm. You know? well, Team Wolf was pretty good, but uh, 
and it gets really weird because they introduce other supernatural stuff over time but it was kind of scratched that buffy itch back then because they didn't have anything like that so it's even better and he and uh, the showrunner said it was you know influenced or inspired by buffy and uh so i'm sure he's thrilled to get sarah, Shem- sarah michelle geller in this so it's kind of funny though they they all the interviews are with her. The, a lot of the artwork is her center stage, but she's barely in episode one. <laughs> mm, I got a feeling she'd probably be more become more involved. Um, yeah, probably. Um, but I, I generally, I generally enjoyed the first episode. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so like, uh, I'm hooked enough to want to check out the second one, see where it goes. Um, I mean, I don't know how I'd score it out of ten. I'd probably give it about an eight, about, 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 about a seven and a half or an eight. Yeah, Last of Us and Lockwood and Co. I would give like tens, but this would, I would knock it down to maybe an eight or something. Uh, and we'll see where it goes. It's good, but you know we'll see where it goes from here. Well, and, I'm, uh, I'm probably around about the same as you on Last of Us and Lockwood and Co. Um, if, if, if we're going to start marking stuff, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I quite I quite enjoyed it, and um, I'm up for more of it. Um, another show is I don't know if you've been following this. I know that um, our, our mutual friend uh, Jeff follows it. Have you been following Quantum Leap? I watched the first few episodes. I haven't caught up yet, though. Okay. Well, this this is a, a really really interesting episode. I won't I won't give too much away in terms of, in terms of the plot for you. I'll just give you the synopsis. It's called Leap Die Repeat. And basically, mm-hmm. uh, in 1962, Ben finds himself caught in a time loop and is trying to step. He's trying to stop a nuclear reactor explosion. Now, a time loop in this is more like um, it's more it's more connected with his leaping sort of thing. So basically, he's given so many leaps in in order to to resolve this mystery and solve it. And if he doesn't do it within so many leaps, he's dead. And and that's yeah. that's basically uh, that's basically the sort of like uh, the, the setup. Um, and and basically, he's he's sort of like he's um, basically dead to to try and stop a nuclear reactor explosion. And, and find out who, who set it off. Cool. Uh, so it's like a Groundhog's Day, but he has a but there's a ticking clock because there's he only yeah. gets so many tries. But it's it's really really dramatic. It's probably probably the um, it's probably the most original episode of Quantum Leap that they've done in this series. Uh, in 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 that it kind of deviates and and messes around with the idea of um of of being able to leap from person to person. So cool. You know, it's a really good episode. Um, and uh, you know, so it's one of the best episodes of the season, I reckon. Um, I haven't seen that episode, but I've seen you know the first few episodes, and I've been impressed by it. I feel like it, it's a way a reboot, not a reboot, or a continuation, whatever. Everybody's using reboot for everything now, but uh, um, it's a good way to continue a franchise and honor the previous, you know, continuity, but move forward in some new directions. That's mm-hmm. uh, I really think it's the way most people should go, unless they're going to do a radical reimagining. I think that's the way people should really go with, you know, stuff like that. So, and you know, I like what they've done by having Al kind of each his daughter in it, and she's she's sort of yeah. helping, helping um the 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 uh, the main main guy. Um, it's um it's interesting because actually it kind of. It means that there could be a chance that we could see, you know, if he wanted to do it, um, he's on the record of, of saying that he doesn't want to come back to, to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that right at the, you know, right at the start of the season, which upset a lot of people and understandably so. But I think in a way he's done by, by being distanced, distanced from it, he's actually done the show, the show a little bit of a favor because he's kind of letting it build its own sort of like mythology and, 
and do its own thing, mm-hmm. uh, but in such a way that it's still being be, be, being uh, you know loyal to the to the to the series that came before to, before it. It's still respecting respecting that. So yeah. I, I think there's still you know there's still a chance we could see him in the future. You know, he, he, I think he could be lured back, but I think it's going to take something really special. Uh, yeah, I think he'd be lured back if it's just one episode and it's like a give it a, a different ending, a better ending than what they did for him at the at the end of the original series. I, I quite was... like that ending. You know, I quite like the the abstracted nature of it. That that the bartender was kind of like. Uh, you know, a godlike being sort of thing. I, I thought that was, you know, really interesting way for it to go. Well, but I don't like that last bit of it where it's like, I never got home, never went home again or something. It's kind of, that's kind of depressing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, I want to quickly move on to Star Wars The Bad Batch because um, that's had another interesting episode this weekend, where this week, where they find a Jedi Wookiee. Um, an adolescent Jedi Wookiee, and they, they, their storyline is they return him to uh, Kashyyyk, um, where they end up taking on the Empire and a bunch of, uh, oh God, Trandoshans, you know, kind of like the lizard-type aliens that, 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 you know, we've seen one as a bounty hunter in, in, in um, Empire Strikes Back called Bosch. And um, I, I thought it was a really interesting episode because we, we get to see a teenage Jedi Wookiee and we get to see Kashyyyk uh, during the um, during the Empire mm-hmm. because this this series is set shortly after uh, Order sixty six and um, it's set in the early days of, of the Empire, um, you know, establishing its foothold. And it's mm-hmm. you know it's, re- it's, re- it's got some really interesting storylines. And I I just love this episode. It was kind of like a um, it was kind of a cute episode. So we've got to see a teenage Wookiee uh, oh. wield a lightsaber. And um, you know, help help save his people on on Kashyyyk. It was actually you know a fun episode. Um, cool. But you know, I want to see I want to see the episodes get a little bit more darker and more mysterious um, because they they hinted at the end of the last season that um, that that it was somehow connected to the cloners that were seen in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So it, there's quite a lot of story connected tissue going on between between these shows, and um, I'm I'm kind of interested to see more of that. As, as it gets on but um this season so far um of bad batch it's definitely stronger than what we had last year as in you know the story as far as the stories are going Good. i haven't watched bad batch yet so mm-hmm. their season i'm behind on my cartoon star wars stuff i watched all the live action but not the cartoon stuff well you know i i, I watched the night i i try and watch the live action and, and the cartoon stuff as well um you know but i i'm 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 secretly a bit of a star wars nut i guess <laughs> um so I'm, i've I've tried to watch everything um i'd always still hate the prequel movies <laughs> um yeah anyway I, I do know that you've been doing another podcast um about uh the fourth season of buffy do you want to oh yeah yeah so yeah on, on youtube there's a dragon con urban fantasy track uh youtube channel so uh, Dragon Con is the convention in Milano that happens every year, and it's they have different themed uh, tracks. One of them is Urban Fantasy, and that's how that's connected. I'm I often am a guest at Dragon Con, and um, I did a Supernatural rewind of all 15 seasons on that YouTube channel, and now we're doing Buffy Watch, and we just did season four recently. Um, so if you're interested in Buffy, want to hear some talk about that, you can go back and catch those first four seasons. Um, fourth season was, if you don't remember, it's the episode where she goes to co- or the season where she goes to college. 
uh, they have to adapt to becoming kind of young adults. Um, they have they have there's a, an initiative, the government a government uh, black ops group called Initiative is doing secret stuff. And she meets a gets a new boyfriend named Riley, who's who turns out to be an agent. Um, they have uh, uh, you know all sorts of different. Uh, there's some really good episodes in there, like Beer Bad and uh, Beer Itself, and uh, we got we got a lot of Anya this season. She joins the cast. Uh, we got Oz. We got we get Tara. Um, oh, Hush, of course, one of the best episodes. Anya, Buffy was Anya Willow's girlfriend. Or? Tara becomes Willow's girlfriend this season. Yeah. Oh, oh so Anya's uh, Buffy's younger sister, right? No, no, Anya is, is Xander's girlfriend, the former Vengeance Demon in oh, the previous yeah. season. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I, I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't watch. I didn't watch enough Buffy to actually get really, really familiar with the characters. So sure. But it's really fun. it's a fun season. It's a little weird. There's weird stuff going on with the initiative and stuff. It's kind of it was weird sci-fi mishmash. Um, there's a lot of really powerful episodes. Faith awakens from her coma. There's a two-part episode there. Where Faith uses a magical device to switch bodies with Buffy. Um, there's uh, uh, lots. Uh, there's some crossovers with Angel because Angel season one was happening that that season. Um, you know, lots uh, and Spike becomes a regular that season and uh, gets a chip in his head where he can't hurt people. He can't kill people. And he has to try to adapt that. <laughs> so that's kind of like the beginning of Spike's little redemption arc. Yeah, basically, yeah. And so there's lots of really great stuff in that. Uh, that whole season is builds up to. In season five, we're going to get uh, Dawn appears. That's Buffy's uh, new sister <laughs> by magical means. And uh, all sorts of fun stuff there. So yeah, it's a great season. <clears throat> I, I forgot how much I love Buffy. Um, you know, I think there's some extremely powerful writing, a nice, nice balance of comedy and, and drama, uh, especially like season two on, and uh, just a great world building and and uh, great, uh, just great exploration of different themes that are really important for people as as you're growing up, uh, but interweaved organically into the story plot where it's not hitting you over the head with like, Oh, by the way, here's the theme, you know, it's uh it's weaved in there and, and uh, where it feels natural. So, yeah. So it's not like, uh, it's not like Star Trek discovery where they saw like, uh, just, you know, by the way, uh, you know, first ever main black character in a Star Trek show. Not true, but you know. <laughs> by, by the way, um, we got a we we got a trans relationship in the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, Willow was the first lesbian character in sci-fi fantasy, I think, on TV, American TV, for sure. Um, it's at least sci-fi fantasy, because they, they, it's funny looking at it now. They play really, you know, uh, wink, wink kind of deal with with them. Because I don't know if they see they show them. I can't remember if they even show them kiss this whole season, and uh, if, they, if they do, it's off screen or something. So, so it's interesting to see how <laughs> compared to the way it is now on, on television. So they, they they probably build up to it. They probably spent about twelve episodes building sexual tension between. between <laughs> well, they had sex this yeah. season. We just didn't see it happen. And, and then they it. then they kissed, and then it cut right away from the kiss after about. 10 seconds and you'll have to imagine the rest. <laughs> I mean, I know, I'm, I know they get a little bit more obvious with it in later seasons, but they were very, it's funny looking at TV now, you know, compared to then like Buffy season one has almost no gore at all. There's almost no blood in season one. And it just was like, I just had forgotten that, you know, when I rewatched it, I was like, wow, this is extremely, you know, Tame. you know, 
tame <laughs> compared to TV nowadays. <laughs> and it gets a little bit, you know, less tame as it goes, but it's still still very tame compared to Supernatural or of course anything on HBO or like True Blood or something like that. Um so it's just kind of funny how much how things have changed over time. And of course everybody everything's more welcoming LGBT than it was back then. And uh but it was great that they were pushing those boundaries back then. So Yeah, I mean it's like, you know, as far as the LGBT stuff goes, um there's a there's a really interesting character in New Quantum Leap called Ian. Who's yeah, a, yeah. You know, I'm I'm not sure whether he whether he, he identifies as trans or or um or what, but he's he's just really interesting character and he's got Owl's dress sense. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I kind of wish that he was a hologram and not Addison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that actor was in Sandman as Desire. Right. Did, yeah. did a good job in that too. Yeah, I don't know who how how that person identifies uh they're uh i'm not sure what they are <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> the transsexual or, or they're trans or they're um um oh my gosh non-binary that's what i'm trying to say i'm not really sure well may- maybe someone could you know just you know visit sci-fi post on that um and and uh leave, leave a note in the comments for us uh when, when we post up for this episode just leave a note in the comments for us and letting us know how how how, how the person identifies because it you know, because from our point of view, it would be nice to know because we kind of need educating on this, I think. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. I don't know if they really make it clear in the, in the show, really, do they? I don't think they really I'm make a sure point to say. But maybe that's maybe that's supposed to be the thing. Maybe that maybe that's all right. Maybe part of the mystery of the show is how Ian identifies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know whatever um but it, that is an interesting character and that's a good that actor is very talented both in that and sandman mm-hmm. um yeah it's an interesting it's it's more of a team kind of show that quantum leap than an original quantum leap and uh it, it gives it a different dynamic to it yeah you know i'm quite enjoying it so far and um yeah i'm gonna have to start watching buffy i think on on, on disney get familiar with the characters um uh, you know but there's so much else on <laughs> Mm-hmm. You should watch Buffy. I don't know if it's on Disney or I think I'm watching Hulu. But I didn't think to check Disney Plus. It's on Disney see. Plus here in the UK. So oh, I don't know if it's. I think, I'll have to check. Yes. I think everything you guys get on Hulu, Disney Plus here in the UK. Ah, okay. Um, um, yeah. Um, anyway, Max, we've got three minutes left. So um, I, I think <laughs> this is actually a good point to uh, end the show. And thanks for coming on and doing this with me because I know that you've been busy work, moving house and. Uh, and everything so yeah so, you know it's always fun and um we, we we'll be back at you in a couple of weeks with more more reviews um with, with some different shows next time maybe um yeah. anyway, uh, see you later see you later